Hey everybody, welcome to a new episode of My Wave Podcast. I am so excited to be sitting here at uh, Longleaf Park in Wilmington. We're sitting outside, we've got some cloud coverage, so it's not baking hot out here. Uh, a little later in the afternoon, got some maybe rain coming, but hopefully it'll stay cool. We won't sweat buckets while we're out here. But I'm sitting with Eric Thornton, and uh, Eric is with PinpointSurf.com. It's not his full-time gig, but it is his full-time hobby. He, I can't wait for what develops on this podcast. A few episodes ago, uh, I was talking with a, a surfer, and we were talking about you know how to to uh, hunt waves and what apps use, websites use, and and we both talked about pinpoint surf. And so uh, I tagged pinpoint surf in the in the show notes and, and on the Instagram and Eric reached out and he's like, thanks for the shout out. And, uh, I'd love to talk about the, the back end of, of pinpoint surf. And so, well, we're going to get to that after we hear his most memorable wave. Uh, but I, I want to welcome y'all back, uh, give a shout out to our sponsor. Um, Sully's archery tag. Sully's archery tag is played like dodgeball, but with arrows and it's a mobile event here in Southeast North Carolina. So uh, they bring the fun to you. Uh, play just like dodgeball, six on six, but with bows and arrows. And uh, all they need is the size, an area the size of a volleyball court, inside or outside, just not asphalt. And uh, play away. It's a fast-paced game, lots of fun. Check them out, sullysarchetag.com. And uh, also, once again, thank you to those that have... Uh, in the past, bought us a cup of coffee here at My Wave Podcast, and that's an easy way to support what we're doing. Go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash My Wave, and you can buy me one cup. You can buy me 10 cups of coffee. Uh, I enjoy coffee, just not later in the day. Uh, but yeah, or hey, if you wanted to actually meet up for a cup of coffee and uh, do a interview with My Wave Podcast, uh, email me, mywavepodcast at gmail.com, and uh, let's see what we can get going. But ladies and gents, welcome to the podcast. Well, thanks for having me, man. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, so never met you until just a few minutes ago. We shook hands, and uh, yeah, I'm stoked to hear uh, just the, not just about PinpointSurf.com, but your most memorable wave. And so uh, we were just talking, and he had listened to one of the podcasts and had a connection with one of the guys that I interviewed's uncle right yeah he's surfing yep. his uncle back yep. in the day and that's so cool it's a small world it really is you grew up where again uh, new Bern. new Bern. yep surfing so, what beaches up there so atlantic beach uh primarily probably mostly atlantic beach in high school and okay. then um you know as as we improved and realized things were a little bit more consistent down towards um salter path uh, -huh. uh iron steamer pier Okay. Um, it's not there anymore. I mean, last time I was there, it looked like maybe there was a few pilings left. That was about it. But okay. um, yeah, it used to be a really long pier. It had a T on the end. There was a shipwreck right there. Really? Um, 
Didn't ever surf on top of the shipwreck. That was pretty sketchy. But um, <laughs> there were uh, plenty of lefts and rights coming off the end of the pier. And, um, yeah, that was one of our favorite spots. There. Nice. So. Nice. Pretty pretty local spot or pretty well-known? Uh, it's pretty well-known. Like, um, most everybody who surfs in the kind of Crystal Coast area used to know about it. That was one of the hot spots. Um, you know, there used to be tons and tons of fishing piers in that area. And as okay. the hurricanes have come over the years, they have dwindled in numbers but um yeah you know used to used to have your pick of any any pier down there and and be able to find a pretty good break nice nice unlike some places uh where you currently surf uh here in wilmington right on beach okay. um i i'll go out um kind of north um not all the way at the north end but you know there's a handful of decent sandbars up there that are now recovering from the beach renourishment right right um that's kind of it's it's made some interesting shore break yeah um, saw some video early on and some just some like draining barrels yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it the um handful of guys on instagram that uh do both surfing and bodyboarding uh living vicariously through them because i'm just not gonna pull into that stuff so. yeah <laughs> and there was what was it the wamparama yeah uh, yep. this past weekend down at carolina beach that's right yep. yeah did you participate uh no i did not i was tied up last weekend so okay uh, but yeah and um, Kerry beach um also that's um there's some there's some spots you know of course alabama avenue everybody knows that one but um, right plenty of plenty of spot, spots that don't have surf line cams on them that are still fun yeah yeah get down to the cove any um i occasionally surf the cove um you know probably i say maybe once a year it's mm-hmm. pretty um it can get good and um you know i've heard uh uh, the Savage, I listened to the guy of Savage Surf yeah, um, Sean O'Donnell. Yes, I listened to his, um, you know, podcast, and uh, yeah, it, it it's it's a good spot. Um, I, I think on the wall, the sand was a little bit different, uh-huh. and had I just remember that that was a really good session, but yeah, um, yeah it's I don't get down there as much as I should. Mm. How, so, you started surfing in high school or earlier? I did, yep. So, um, probably around 96, 97, okay, um, and uh. Started out on a short board at some point, and I don't even remember when. Uh, moved on to a nine-foot longboard, and I've been riding nine-foot longboards since. Nice. So yeah. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a longboard guy. Honestly, I have three, and okay. only two of them are operable at the, at the moment. I had a, I had a triple stringer I, sur- I shaped with my dad. Um, oh, fun. Probably, um, gosh, 20 years ago. Yeah. And uh, I rode that thing. That was my primary board until I broke the fin box out of it uh, about two years ago. And, yeah. Um, so, but yeah, I, I've got a blank sitting at my uh, on the rack at the house, and I, one of these days I'm gonna get around to shaping a replacement. Oh, fun! That that's fun. So you've done that before? Uh, yes, I've shaped a handful of boards. Um, the I, I'm. Um, I get a little intimidated when you first start cutting into the foam, but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you kind of sometimes just gotta let the anxiety go and just go for it. Right. Yeah, well, that's the I, that's one thing I've never done. I've never jumped in yet and tried it. Maybe one day. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I can imagine because you cut it, there's no turning back. Yeah, you can <laughs> you can work. You can't put it back. <laughs> Very cool. So so where are we going for this most memorable wave? So not not far from the cove. Okay. Um, you know, it's uh, it is not a spot that is um, usually. 99 out of 100 days it is not the spot to go okay 
But um, kind of what started what started me down the, the path of looking into um, wave modeling and, mm-hmm. and the, the science behind wave prediction was um, I, I remember I actually had to look up earlier which hurricane it was. I think it was 2010, and I think it was Igor. Hmm. Um, so this was one of these swells that uh, Swell Info had the, the head high green man um, predicted like a week out. And so... It was on a Saturday when the swell was going to hit, and it was, you know, everybody and their brother was, uh, you know, jonesing to get in the water and get some hurricane swell. Yes. So I remember I, I you know, my, I have a friend that lives down by the pipe at um, Carolina Beach, and so we usually will go there and check it first, and it was already just packed beyond belief at 7 a.m. Oh, man. I was like, hey, Jeff, pick up for a while. So we ended up going a little bit further south, a little bit south of the uh, Curry Beach Pier, which mm-hmm. is not a spot I normally surf. But um, it, it, the sandbars there just sometimes don't quite hold the swell. It's usually a little bit smaller there than, you know, uh, between Center Pier and the pipe. But mm-hmm. it, um, you know, given the crowd that day, it was probably a better choice. So we surfed for probably a couple hours you know caught some decent chest high wave out just mm-hmm. like you know typical hurricane swell can do around here right sometimes. the longer swell period that's right so you know we we got a handful of waves and um i remember i was going to meet my wife for lunch that day she was um actually she was working at the uh, fort fisher state historic site at the time okay so i had about i don't know i think an hour or so i needed to kill and i wasn't going to drive you know back across the bridge and fight traffic to get back down so said you know what i'm just gonna drive around and and just check the peak and i'm like nah nah it's just and the swell direction was wrong for it anyway you know it's coming in from the southeast and that spot is yeah it just wasn't working there so um drove out on the beach you know the four-wheel drive beach down there and um i I won't disclose the exact location but uh needless to say there's there is um i think it's a shipwreck down there okay um so it's marked on a couple of nautical charts at the exact spot but it's coming across, um, and like I said, you know, I've been surfing chest high, close outs, um, and that, that last little S-bend right when you dump onto the beach down there, and all of a sudden, there's this, like, six or seven foot just A-frame hmm. just hit right in front, and hmm. I'm like, what? Well, that was a, that was a, that was a fluke. You right. Know? There's no way. Uh-uh, no, nah, that's, no. Nah. So, and then, um, you know, next bar down, hey, same thing. Huh. I'm like, what is going on here? So Anybody uh, out? Nobody not a soul um a couple of guys fishing on the beach i think it was like um it was a little bit after labor day so the crowd had already started to thin out a little bit okay so i i remember you know i drove down to a spot i looked at and surfed a couple times before and um not only was it just a frame in there but it was just this perfect little wedge coming in and it was a super you know super fun little wedgy bowl forming six foot um maybe a little bit bigger on the sets and not a drop of water out of place uh. and i'm going i'm calling my wife right now and saying um can we uh postpone our lunch a little bit um, uh so um i went out and for an hour i it was um i don't even think i got my hair wet you know just drop in uh shoulder to head high wave and running out four or five seconds kick over to back paddle back yeah, no, he, he, just he, you. yeah yeah he um i dropped him back off at the house because i thought i was just gonna go kill time to meet my wife yeah and, um 
Yeah, so it literally was just me. Oh, wow. I, I'm kind of sitting out there going, man, I wish I had somebody to share this with, you yeah. know, because it was that good. Um, so, uh, yeah, that got me thinking. I'm like, what? what is different about this spot? And, you know, like I said, 99 out of 100 days, that spot's not the weird. Um, that bottom contour, it was breaking up the long period swell just enough and whatever that feature that was, uh, you know, formed around that, that bottom obstacle was, uh, definitely helping it wedge up. So it was, it was incredible. It was one of those, I've definitely had bigger waves. I've had longer waves, but that session sticks out in my mind is one of those that I can't forget. Yeah. Now it's burning your eyes. Exactly. Just hunting and then boom. Yeah. You know, I've had, I lived in the Outer Banks for a summer back while I was at East Carolina and uh, we would take off across, you know, uh, Bonner Bridge and head down Pea Island and just pull off the side of the road and run up and look. And, you know, it was two or three of us in a car and just hunting. Yep. And then to come over and to see something similar and literally look south and look north and there's not a soul in sight. Exactly. And, yeah. and to paddle out is just super special because the crowd at Riceville Beach, we don't get those moments too often. Right. But to have a friend with, with you would have been cool too. I actually, um, <laughs> after I think I met my wife for lunch and then I, I called my, uh, my buddy that I was out with that morning and said, let's go back down there. You got to see this. Yeah. yeah. He's like, there's no way, man. There's just, I don't believe you. And, it came down there and you know it was it had actually built in size more huh. like we okay. looked at it down at the pipe and it had built in size a little bit there too but i took him back down to that spot and um he was amazed yeah and it was still working that afternoon the wind was on it a little bit more he was like man i wouldn't have believed you hmm. um did y'all paddle had, out um he did paddle out i think for a little i surfed probably another hour okay but you know i'd I think that was four hour four or five for me you know <laughs> so jelly. Was, yeah i was in to you know it's it was still september and sun blaring down yeah. so yeah i sunburnt uh, to a crisp at that point so <laughs> and and we are um i don't know about you know the crowd you're around but the crowd i'm around surf camps are winding down small waves for for beginners but when's that first swell coming like, exactly you know like yeah. it's, it's getting to that point where we're starting to get a little twitchy yeah the um it's been quiet so far but you know as well as many people who've lived here it can change in a heartbeat yes so, yeah. yeah looking forward to that change yeah. they can come and stay offshore exactly come come just between us and bermuda and keep <laughs> keep going north that's right that's right grace our coast with some swell well that's cool so as we were talking right before you had said that it was this particular session that kind of got you your mind working to develop um, what some type of of wave modeling or surf forecasting software or wh- uh, that's right. So it's just you know I'm I'm an engineer, mechanical engineer, mm-hmm. and so um, you know when you have an engineering problem that you 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 don't know all the variables what you can start to do is um you can build a model mm. right and whether you're doing like mechanical design or civil design or whatever mm-hmm. you know if you um if you know the scientific fundamentals behind it and you know what inputs you need um to to be able to solve basically a math problem yeah um you know then you perfect nothing's uh-huh. perfect right? right but you can come up with um 
something that can at least point you in the right direction and tell you which way if you're trying to make a decision whether you know it's how to build something or how to fix something or where you want to go surf right um you can you can come up with a tool to to help you with that so you're you're gonna upset my son when you said it's like a math problem (laughs) my son and math are like problems um (laughs) but i know yeah so i'll be honest with you um Math was difficult for me too, yeah. but um, applied mathematics and engineering um, allowed me to kind of overcome my dis- distaste of <laughs> pure mathematics. There you, you know go. I mean? There you go. So you uh, went to school for engineering. That's right. Yeah. All right. Go Wolfpack. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm down the road. I was down the road there at East Carolina. So we got East Carolina and NC State <laughs> in the same comes of football. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's all fun it most is. of the time. I do remember. I think there was a football game. We loaned you guys our stadium <laughs> after Floyd. It was after Floyd, and you guys beat. I can't Miami. remember who. Yes, and then you guys tore down tore our goalpost. So believe it or not, <laughs> I had a friend that was uh, early startup for um, for webcasting, uh-huh. and so we were doing play by play over the internet, and it was you know move the goalpost, type in number who threw. You know, it was like very introductory, and I I got the privilege to work that game okay so i was up in in the press box and you know i'm i'm typing away watching this game and you know we we were losing bad the first half and then came back destroyed miami (laughs) at nc state our our stadium greenville was underwater Uh, yeah that was that was a bad storm oh my goodness and and they had just come off i think two two road games and then we're supposed to play state at home or no, Miami at home. Nobody at NC state was mad about that, by the way. <laughs> nobody <laughs> was beating Miami. Well, not just that, but like celebratory goalpost oh, uh, yeah. destruction yeah. Uh, that happened frequently at, at <laughs> NC state. So yeah, nobody yeah. was upset over that. Oh trust yeah. Me. That's cool. Now I was there, man. That was a great <laughs> game. Cool. Well, um, man, I want to hear about pinpoint. I, I would love to spend, some time just letting you talk us through uh, the, the like maybe if you're listening yeah, so okay. it's, it's kind of what you call a web app it's yeah. kind of like an app experience but yeah it, it is a website and mm-hmm. then it basically runs in your you know Safari yeah I've Chrome, got it whatever. I've got it yeah uh, bookmarked onto my home screen yeah that's that's actually the best way to do it because then you know you get the full screen experience and uh you don't have the address bar kind of hogging up real estate on a small screen so that's definitely the way to do it well eric before we get it i want to get your hang 10 real quick uh is your favorite wax Whatever is in the um, the door of my vehicle um, at the time, or whatever I can bum off somebody when I forget to bring it to the beach. There you go, <laughs> there you go, ladies and gents. Wisdom right there. Hey, living down, surfing down that way. Where do you like to uh, eat after a good session? Um, Flame and Amy's is always good. Oh yeah, and um, Nolly's is good. Too. Nolly's, yeah. Okay, what kind of cuisine there? Um, they're kind of like a. They're burritos, tacos, but okay. they, they kind of got a different flair than like regular Tex-Mex and um, 
you know they're they're good nollies yes nollies like okay. uh like skateboard yeah 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 okay they've they've got a cool little restaurant down there it's not very big it can you know and it, it'll fill up on a weekend but okay. definitely check it out i'm gonna have to check that out it might be down cb this weekend oh man inland waves you ever surfed inland waves i have not um i wouldn't mind trying any of them mm-hmm. i think you know um yeah, I, I would try any of them. I just was down at Disney and saw Typhoon Lagoon. Okay. I didn't have a chance to surf it, but um, were people surfing? It was just playtime. There were a couple guys getting out when we first got there. Okay. I didn't see them ride yeah. anything. Um, it, it was a little pricey, so yeah, I'm I, sure. I, I had to I had to skip that one. Yeah, yeah, we've got a wave pool coming close in the near future. That would be kind of fun. Yeah, Myrtle Beach. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll drive an hour or so to go do that. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. I'm hoping to get uh, maybe one of the two of the guys that are that are developing it on this in the future. Oh, that would be nice. Yeah. yeah. Hey, if you could have one hour and a cup of coffee with any surfer from any time period, who would you want to sit down with? Jerry Lopez. Jerry Lopez. Yeah. He's, um, he's kept the stoke going for so long. And you know, when he, he's done so much in the surf discovery world, you mm. know, G land and all that. Mm. And, uh, when he got bored with surfing, he went snowboarding. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, definitely he'd be a cool guy to sit down and chat with. Yeah. All right. Are you goofy or regular? Regular. Regular. Like, who surfers are they more goofy or more regular? That's a good point. I know a fair number of goofies. So yeah. I, I would have guessed regular just because I think right-handed people or outnumber left-handed people, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. I've never looked up. Because I'm right-handed, but I surf goofy. I don't know if that has something to do with it, or are it you could, left-handed? Uh, no, I'm right-handed, okay. but it, it literally just could be the very first time you jump on a board, and right. you just feel whatever is natural, natural. after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. You drink coffee? I do. See, big big question. This is a deep question. <laughs> I haven't asked this in a while, and, and, and it, it, it's changed people's lives. Okay. Do you put cream in your cup before coffee, or do you do coffee before cream neither i You're just black. i just drink straight black coffee oh man i was hoping that we could, <laughs> we could finally settle this once for all <laughs> I, i'm a before coffee yeah creamer all right if you won a competition surf competition had to donate 50 percent to a charity of your choice which would it be oh gosh um you know, probably, probably like I don't St. Jude's or somebody like that. Just that, you know, can quickly put the money to helping people yeah. out yeah. as quick as possible. I, you know? I love listening to their commercials, and I've never, fortunately, had to have a child to St. Jude's. And but man, to be able to have big portion of those bills taken care yeah. of through those type of charity, St. Jude's would be would be very uh, good charity to give to. Hey, got seven. What's your must-watch surf movie? Um, Endless Summer Two was was the one I started out on. Okay, so that I think that came out about the time I started surfing, okay. and I remember. Um, I think it was like Hollywood video, you know, going to get a VHS on the weekend. <laughs> all of a sudden, on the you know. 17-inch CRT up, up above the desk is Endless Summer 2 playing. I'm like, nope. oh, it's a good one. Is it? Bruce Brown uh, um, and, and his son, uh, Dana Brown, do great documentaries. Oh, cool. 
Cool. It's not a it's not a um, surf documentary, but uh, Dust of Glory. Uh, it's a Baja uh, One Thousand documentary. Okay, is an excellent excellent um, uh, film. Hmm. Um, he's got all the stoke of um, surfing applied to motorsports. Really, it's really cool. Yeah, huh. that's cool. Yeah. Oh wow. Uh, let's see. If you could take a trip anywhere, anywhere without financial restraint, where would you go to surf? Um, probably Africa. Okay. I, I that's one uh, one continent that um, I don't know a lot. I mean, obviously South Africa has got some some top notch spots, mm-hmm. but um, I love the idea of surf exploration and mm-hmm. going to kind of remote uncharted areas yeah. and i think there's probably still some safari huh maybe it could happen <laughs> all right last one if you could have one board for the rest of your life what board would it be uh i probably already own it it's probably a nine foot long board yeah this particular <laughs> particular model brand so the one that I rode the most that, like I said, until I broke the fin box out of... Um, is yours. Uh, it, it was, I think it was a, we were trying to copy a Harbor okay. uh, longboard that a friend of my dad's had. Mm. And so we took a template off of that and just kind of, you know, started cutting foam and, and it was a triple stringer. So it was nice and stiff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was, that was a great board. And if I could, if I could recreate that board, I would ride it the rest of my life. Oh, wow. There you go. Have you looked to see does Harbor still make boards? Or I think they do. Um, and they're a California company, so I'm not. You know, I don't see many of them out here. Yeah. Um, still have the templates. So if I ever get time and am not working on the website, I need to just start cutting foam on it and make yeah. another one. Fun, fun. So let's get to that website. Yeah. So yeah, ladies and gents, if you're still listening, go ahead and and open it up on on your computer and phone or something. Pinpointsurf.com. And uh, when you do, really, Eric, just walk us through it, why you started it and how to use this. Yeah, so like I said, why, you know, there's plenty of resources out there for, um, for surfing. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, some of the people who have spent a lot of time in the ocean and surf regularly – you know, they're going to look at the buoys and the wind and, you know, maybe look at one site and they're just going to know where to go. Right. But if, you know, as I, as I mentioned earlier, I was trying to figure out, you know, where um, on any particular swell, where, where are the like kind of the, the best spots to go? Uh-huh. So when you first open it up, the first thing you're going to see is, um, you know, it'll take you to the center of the surfing universe, Riceville Beach. Um, <laughs> at least that's how it's set up right now. Okay. Um, but you can select your spot down on the bottom, and uh, you know right now we're we're modeling all the way from I think down towards uh, a little south. So this is right now East Coast specific. Yeah. Okay. And, and Puerto Rico. Oh, oh. So I went to oh, you know uh, full disclaimer I went to Puerto Rico earlier this year, and I was like, there's no way I'm going down there and not having a model running. So <laughs> I was able to do a little bit of um, you know research down oh, there cool. and stuff. So, uh, but anyway, yeah. So when you when you get there, um, you can pick your spot. Um, you can pan around on the map, uh-huh. and then when you get to somewhere you want to see, you just just click with your thumb. The wave height and the uh, the color of the bars is um, pretty pretty much kind of uh, 
a rule of thumb so like you know green's going to be primarily offshore mm -hmm. um light winds yellow is going to be you know hey it could still be fun it mm -hmm. might have a little mm -hmm. bit of a bump to it like it might be side shore but it might be managed I right. hang out watch football game that <laughs> afternoon or do some yard work or something so yeah. that's how the colors work on the chart you can select um you can select C's, which is basically give you the significant wave height. That's the, you know, basically what you get from your typical, um, you know, NOAA forecast offshore. Yeah. Like, you know, when you hear C's two to three feet from the southeast, you know, yeah. on the little robotic voice on the NOAA <laughs> wave radio or weather radio. That's right. what you get. Um, swell. If we have swell in the water, it'll show up on the next one. You can look at the wind. You can look at the chop. So if you really, if you want to look at like... Uh, you know, it's kind of one of those things. If you want to find your... Keep going. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you want to find your, a spot that's more clean, maybe it's a little smaller, um, you know, pan around, click a few spots, and, you know, just take a look at the chart and see, see what's uh, going on there. Cool. Cool. So, when I look at this, I, I see, you know, you get your... Your dark blue to red, and as far as your wave height, but what intrigues me, uh, you know, I'm looking at Wrightsville Beach. There's the piers that are on there as well, so you have the structure. Yep. But then, and you have the you have the contour of the blue to light blue. Right. And and so you're you're actually giving us not just and, and you see a distance away from the surf that's correct from the shore so how did you come up with with all that well so the way it works is so we take um so noah's got a lot of uh publicly available bathymetry out there um what big word did you just use bathymetry bathymetry so, so underwater contour bottom of the ocean basically okay. so um you know, so NOAA's got bathymetry out there. Mm. Um, some of it's from uh, LIDAR scans they do. Um, like, for example, after after big hurricanes, NOAA will go out with a, with a plane and LIDAR, and they'll do a scan of, <laughs> of, of, you know, the affected areas, and they'll update the coastline that, hey, this inlet moved, this beach, you know, way they can keep tabs on, like, what's happening with... Uh, with the coastal erosion situations and stuff like that. Okay. So that they've got that, they've got offshore uh, actual ship soundings that uh. they use to um, create these bathymetric models. So again, it's just, just a, a fancy term for, you know, underwater contours mm. and what's, what's the bottom look like. So um, that goes into the model. Right. So what that does is waves are coming in out of deep water. Mm -hmm. Um, they experience what's called shoaling. So, you know, you hear the word shoal, but in oceanography terms, it's kind of what's happening is wave starts to feel the bottom. And as it's feeling the bottom, it can do a couple of things. One, you know, the more bottom and for the longer it's dragging the bottom, um, it's going to lose energy. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you look at the South Carolina coast, they have a ton of continental shelf mm -hmm. before you get out to deep water. Um, so they're a little bit disadvantaged down there. So, right. you know, any swell that's coming in is going to lose a significant amount of energy over that shallow bottom. Whereas Cape Hatteras, you know, you go 20, 30 miles out, it is extremely deep there. Right. Um, so 
you know, swells coming in are pretty much unimpeded until they get to that last few miles of, of um, coastline. Mm-hmm. So, you know, again, back, backing up a little bit. So as these waves are coming in, um, you know, they're feeling the bottom. Eventually, when they get to a depth, um, it's somewhere around 1.3 times the height of the wave. Okay. Eventually, they hit a breaking point where mm-hmm. the wave spills over. It's kind of propagating towards shore. Um, you know, the wave feels the bottom. It gets a little bit higher. And as it gets closer to shore, it's getting higher, higher, higher until finally it breaks. And what you see is actually on the model are the areas that the model is saying there should be breaking surf. Okay. So like around the inlets, things like that, um, what you see is like, okay, you'll see the blue or the the color, whatever the surf color is at height. You'll see it move out as the tide moves mm-hmm. out. You'll see it move in as the tide so moves it, in. So it's updating consistently with not what? just the contour, but even the daily exactly tide. yep so tide goes into the model hmm. um the incoming waves go into the model like i said the bottom co- contour goes into the model all that comes together um and basically the model calculates there should be breaking surf here it should be this tall mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and given the wind conditions at this time it should be this quality right so right. that's that's essentially what you're seeing all on that one screen when you when you first go to the site yeah I I've, I'm intrigued by that. Like, I I don't. Does any other platform provide this type of detail? So, um, there is another one that's currently running, and actually the um, the uh, uh, national um, I'm sorry NOAA uh-huh. National Weather Service. Um, they have something called the the nearshore wave prediction system. Okay. Um, so I'm basically doing something similar to what they're doing um however their system is not very geared towards surf height okay they're just looking at kind of general sea and ocean conditions Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so my my approach was like hey all right we need to tune this thing to work for surfing yeah literally pinpoint where you want to go exactly Yeah. Yeah. yeah so so you know i figured out a way to basically kind of take some of the same data that was already out there that they're using for their internal models mm-hmm. and crank up the resolution, um, get the most up-to-date bathymetry, bottom contours, coastline data that I can find. Um, of course, I don't, <laughs> I'm a little limited to, you know, some of the surveys are a few years out of date. Uh-huh. Sandbars move constantly. So, um, you know, big disclaimer, especially things like beach renourishment. Mm-hmm can change that last um you know the last hundred feet before a wave comes in so that kind of stuff is a little bit tough but what the model can tell you is yeah you should you should be getting some wave some more wave energy in this spot versus that spot you know so um for example carolina beach you can look at the spots that are usually a little bit bigger and in my experience that lines up pretty well with reality yeah um so you know those are usually the top spots that most of the people go to and it's kind of for that reason right you know. And and then what you see on the model, and then you go put your eyes on it. It's been consistent. It has been. So there there's been some misses, and I've, I'll if you I do have a blog on the site you can okay. go to. Um, what I try and do is like when whenever we have a real big swell, I try and kind of do a post mortem on it and mm-hmm. say, hey, the model looked good. It lined up with reality. Or man, it was, especially with hurricanes. Um, you know the glo- I'm still relying on the global models. So, okay. so the uh, NOAA runs what's called the GFS model. You know, the global forecast system model. Right. 
Um, and so if they have an error in their model, say the wind field of the hurricane is a little bit smaller than was predicted, um, the hurricane's moving a little bit faster than was predicted, or you know any any of those small variables that, as we all know, with hurricanes are just changing constantly. Um, those errors propagate into this into you know the pinpoint surf system. Okay. So there are some times where just I get bad data because mm-hmm. bad data is out bad there. Bad data is yeah. out there. So uh-huh. you know, it, um, but what I have been working on lately is um, trying to get like the real time buoy data up there, the real time wind data up there. And if you pan around the map, you'll actually see um, some blue markers and some orange markers. Okay. So if you immerse appear, you'll see the wind conditions, the latest latest uh-huh. wind conditions come up right there. So very cool. You know, if you're questioning, hey, a big thunderstorm just rolled through. Did the wind go offshore? Right. Pull, pull it up, click that marker. Yep, it moved offshore. Time to go check it. You know, or yeah. not? Nah, still hard out of the east or whatever. Mm-hmm. So. Um, a little bit offshore, you can see some of the orange markers, like you got buoy 4110 Masonboro Inlet. Right. Um, so right now it's south-southwest at three feet. Um, you know, pretty short periods, like four seconds. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just wind chop right now. Okay. Very cool. I, I like the... And you look, you just click and it gives you... The generalities, and yeah. it, you know, I know they're all grabbing different models, and probably you, you're utilizing a lot of what they're utilizing. I, I, absolutely, I, you know, not every web surf, web, you know, surf forecast sites running the supercomputer that's right. you know doing global wind models and wave models. So yeah. I, I, you know, um, yeah, so we're all using a lot of the same data, I suspect. Right, but I, I like yours is a little more specific to. To wherever, and you said it's from Jersey to Charleston, Southern California, right now. Oh, so cool. uh, one of the guys has helped me out with some of the JavaScript programming. Uh, Britain, he's um, right now he's out in California, and so he's got eyes on the ground out there. Yeah. Um, hope you know he's he's been a big help, and like uh, so working to get the Southern California model up, just just to kind of have a mix of places that sure. you know can yeah. start to develop a little bit of uh, use. Nice, nice. That's. That's neat, and uh, thanks for doing it. Yeah, uh, I mean, I I did it because I wanted to figure out how to do it, and if something productive or useful came out of it, uh-huh. that was kind of that's icing on the cake, right? But I've already, I won't say I've accomplished what I wanted to, but um, I've I've come up with a tool. It's what I use, mm-hmm. and um, I'm very open to feedback. So okay. if um, you or anybody listening is out there. My uh, my email is eric at pinpointsurf.com. Right. If there's something missing that's like, man, this is cool, but I really need this data, or um, it's cool, but it's not, you know, tell me what that but is because uh-huh. I want to know so that I can't make something that can appeal to everybody at all the time. But right. if, if somebody out there says, it'd be really neat if it did this or this information would be handy probably there's you know 10x other people out there mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. might come to the site and have the same thought or or similar question about how, yeah, of how many people are opening it up and checking it out yeah i do i mean there, it seems like there's a pretty pretty um i can't tell obviously it's anonymous data sure uh, i'm not sure i'm not into selling data no, no, and no. collecting data no, but I, but yeah just just usage i you know, on a good day, there might be a hundred people checking it. Okay. So that's I'm I'm stoked that many people use right. it. So right, and and as I've 
I don't remember where. I don't remember if it was in a conversation somebody told me about Pinpoint or I stumbled across it. But as I began to, to look at it and compare, I was like, this is really nice. I like it. And so as I've shared it with others, they're like, no, I never heard it. And so, so glad that you know, we're able to get you on here. Yeah, I love I love talking about surf. I love talking about and uh, surf forecasting and the mechanics of waves. Yeah. And so if, uh, if you see me driving down the beach and you see a uh you know car with pinpoint surf sticker on it chances are it's probably me (laughs) (laughs) cool uh tall tall lanky guy stop and say hi and um we can talk about surf yeah yeah now as we as we wrap it up uh that boat cruising through the mediterranean would have really benefited (laughs) from this kind of uh data before they hit the reef there on as yeah they they probably hopefully they could have avoided it or (laughs) but uh yeah. But yeah, those, that that would have been a um, that yeah. <laughs> that, I'm, I'm sure after it was over, they uh, they were glad they were on dry land. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> and if you're wondering, I haven't list, heard this before, but there's a earliest in my mind a recorded uh, historical reference to surfing is uh, from the. It talks about a shipwreck. And uh, the captain encouraged everybody that could swim to swim to shore. And then it says, and the rest made it in on pieces of the ship. But then there's a distinction. It says some made it in on boards. And so for me, I see that as surfing right there. (laughs) Like, you know, those guys were trying to stand up. It's the very first boat trip. <laughs> That's right. That's right. They weren't looking for that explore, but they found a sweet little break. Appreciate it. Yeah. It's been fun. Maybe we'll have to do this again and as, yeah. as things develop. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Ladies and gents, check out Pinpoint Surf.com.